welcome, welcome to We Have to Talk. I have another talk. Yes, man, like this individual, I've known probably over 15 years now. Maybe, Something like that. Maybe, maybe longer. Maybe longer. Um, like so dope. Like I actually met him as a uh, the sports specialist at a program that we worked together. We don't have to say the name of this, the program if you want. We'll right. say it later. Uh, and he was a sports specialist and ended up being this like super dope basketball player. That I was like, oh, he plays ball too, which was cool. So that was you know something that connected us. We also connected into intellectual also. But something that I didn't know about him that I found out later probably a few years after that, he was this musician, like this super dope musician. I think I saw him with his bass and he's going to correct me if he plays the bass or not. <laughs> uh, but it was super dope. I'm like, yo, this music, this voice comes from this individual. Like seeing this person, you know, I seen images of him, of him on, on Facebook. I'm like, wait a minute. I never got invited to your shows. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we played ball together. You know, I mean, I love music too. Just like the next person, you know, and I remember yeah. introducing him to NERD. <laughs> right. And, and I still is- got those CDs. I love those CDs, bro. And, and somebody got me for them. Right, I, right. I, I need you to... I need you to give me. You. I, I got them, you. I need them three back. Them, those <laughs> joints. You gave me. The, I think the first one, the second one, and the third one. I have. I, have, I got you. I need that back, bro. Woo! So, so this individual, his name is Dana Bird. You know, uh, um, and he's going to share with us, you know, his story on on music and 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 what gravitated him towards music and and what is he what is he what's he's doing right now. So, talk to us, Dana. Hey, um, first of all. My man, Cheval. <laughs> That's my only dude. That program, it, there's only a couple of dudes that was real, and, and you were one of them. Appreciate and, you it. Know, our, other, our other brother, Latif, was the other one. But, uh, you know, the music thing has been, I've been doing the music thing my whole life. Right. I'm not one of those guys uh, that <clears throat> I just do what I do. I don't, I'm, I, I'm not that whole look at me kind of guy, I mean, you know, um, and I guess that's totally contradictory uh, to what the business of, of, of that I'm in is about, but I just want to go do my job, get in, get that little bit of check, and get out. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing that, uh, that for me about music that I love so much is just being heard. And uh, my background is classical. I was trained classically. I went to Juilliard. I was I was in association with Juilliard in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So uh, I've been on TV. I've done all that stuff, um, and I was being groomed to be the next black tenor under George Shirley back in the day. So you know, um, but I, I found another genre. I went to the other genres of music because I just love music, good music, and I've been doing it since I was a kid. Since I could walk and talk, I was singing and all that. So that's what I do. Um, but uh, I play bass, I play guitar. I play, I mean, not really guitar. I don't like it that much, but I play keys and I play drums. But I'm a singer first, primarily. That's what I do. And I, in that program, I was trying to actually introduce a program within that program uh, uh, with a small like setup. And I was talking to the director at that time about trying to get that done and get it funded. And it didn't work out. And introduced the children that we were working with into that that line, that business. But not just from the production end, but from the business end where you could be a manager. Everybody's not set out to be a producer. 
everybody's not set out to be a musician. Everybody's not set out to be a singer or a rapper. But there are so many other jobs within that. You could be a manager. You could be a stylist. You could be all these things. So I was trying to introduce that program. But I honestly didn't have the wherewithal to fight with him about it. Because <laughs> you know that pro- the program we were working in, it was, it was a little, you know, uh, tape, red tape kind of situation. And it was cool, but I just went on to do other things. And uh, I have my Ball Heads and Dreads, which was my band, which uh, you were just speaking about. We were speaking about earlier off camera about the song we released on all streaming platforms called She Wanna. Um, but we, you know, what we're trying to do is we, we're trying to be a production team. My, my nephew right now is in uh, Atlanta dealing with some people trying to uh, negotiate a deal. And the premise of what we're doing is kind of what you, you and I were doing in uh, that program we were we met in. And that is the older generation get together with the younger generation because my nephew's young. He's under 30. <laughs> and um, we work together, show the nuances of our experience, put it to them, bring them in, and then eventually we move to the, the administrative end and let them take over and they do the same thing. When they get up to a certain age, they grab some younger people and bring them in, show them the nuances of the business, show them how to perform, show every everything they've learned through, through their experiences with us and then actually doing it. And we all make music together. There's like, this separation that they have with ages and things like that. There is no separation. Music is music. And you can get together. And you, my nephew's influence on what we do musically is is great. And he's at the same time he's respecting our where we come from with it. And we make great music. You can hear that in that. You can actually hear that in the tune uh, that's produced that we produce and put out. Um, and that is the idea. Let's let's let's, let's galvanize. Let's get together. And 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 show that that gap that they promote so well to keep us separate, it doesn't exist in certain aspects of life. You know what I'm saying? When I listen to the new music, I say a lot of it's trash. Not because I'm hating and not because I'm old. It's trash. <laughs> now, that being said. I recognize the talent and I recognize that there are talented cats out there. But when do we leave being an individual trying to do something different to I need to be like this person and I need to be like that person? That's not who we are. That's not what we've been. That's not how we got to this to to be able to be at the top of the game because of our and celebrated because of our ingenuity and, and, and innovation. We we got that way because we were different. You know, back in the day, rapping just like this dude, you was you was called a biter. Yeah, and it was right. and you were shamed. You and was, it was yeah. whack. Yes, 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 definitely. I remember those days of hearing artists who might have sound similar or even had a, a cadence or a voice, you know, and, and they would they you were ostracized, you were kicked out. Yeah. You know, yeah. you even have artists, you know, and it's no shade to anyone, like um um Action Bronson, who's a rapper who sounds just like uh um Ghostface. 
Same right. exact voice. Right. And, uh, right. you know, and even young Drew, young, young, your, young old, what's it, what his name? Your old Drew, I think that's, I'm probably messing it up, sounding just like Nas. Right. And these are younger artists, you know, but they're paying homage. But back in the days, you couldn't have the same voice. You couldn't have the same No, tone. you had to, you had to figure it out. You had yeah. to, you had to be different. Like, and that's, and guess what? Those ones that were different were on top and stayed there because nobody could do that. And, and that's, where did we, when did we leave that? When did we leave that? When my nephew first came to me, he was, he was like 14 or 16. And he, he, his father brought him over to me when I lived in, in New York and Queens. And he was like, yo, I want to do music. And I said, go away, learn how to play something. He didn't understand it then, but he went away and he came back at 18, could tinkle on the piano a little something. Then I explained to him why I said that. He said, he said, why are you send me away? I said, because you have to learn to be different. What's going to separate you from the 800,000 people that got a computer and got a setup and they can press buttons just like you? What separates you from them? What's going to give you longevity? If you don't know how to pay something, you ain't going to have longevity. You know what I'm saying? You can only press buttons for so long before you have to get creative and do something different. You guys are supposed to take what we created and take it to the next level. And you're not. And that's the problem. So that, that the legacy lives on. And that's what I'm trying to show through Ballheads and Dreads. Work with us. We're going to show you what we know. And now you take it from what we what you learned from us and what you know with the technology and just figure some new thing out and make it work. So just as a little clarity, so ball heads and dreads is two things. Is, is it two entities? Is it a band and a collective where we where we're uh, paying it for it? Is, is that correct? Well, no. The the premise of it is really a production. We're trying to be a production. You, you did, I'm sorry, you did say that. You did say but that. But it's a but it is a band. Okay. Um, we were hoping to move the production aspect of it, the production house aspect of it, through the work of the band. Got you understand what I'm saying? Got the it, popularity it. of the band. As the popularity of the band increases, we, we're not just a band. We do this. Because the, 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 the experience, the musical experience that we have collectively with the members of the band is so vast and so far-reaching. Um, and then with my, my, my nephew and the youth that he brings to it, it's a, it's a new sound and it's a combination of what because I listen to all music I listen to classical I listen to the, that old white rock that's like I'm gonna hit you with some old joint 93 WPAT you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the white bands that was playing could sing like like really sing right, you right, know right. the harmonies and they really playing like bands like Ambrosia uh that got hit songs that nobody know about, right, uh, right, you know right. what I'm saying? And stuff that they sample, that's like uh, average white band doing like a love of my own where everybody thought they was black, but they were all white. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? There's some bands that are like that now. I'm going to, sh- I got, when I find the name, I'll share it with you. It's like when I heard the, the this song, I was like, I was like, oh, that's dope. Uh, you know, I appreciate it's music. Some, some, you know, I appreciate and, the dopeness of it. And there's, there's this guy right now, Daniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats. It's 
it's one of my favorite songs. It's called um, Part of the Language. Like, son of a bitch, give me a drink. <laughs> if you put it up there, but it's it's dope. It's right, dope. Right, it's, right, right. You can't deny the dopeness of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 old, but it's new. You know what I'm saying? And and that's history repeating itself like it always does. <laughs> but can you go, we, let's go back in time a little bit because you know you said something that I did not know that you went to Juilliard that you were supposed to be this tenor. I didn't know this. So talk about that transition from 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 being a tenor to the style of music that you kind of transitioned to. Um, the reason I didn't pursue it is twofold. Uh, the first reason is you know that's money thing. I'm, I'm a poor kid from the ghetto, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm from Newark, New Jersey. Now, I was, I ain't no thug, and I'm not destitute because my grandma did, my grandma Roxy Bird did some things. And I'm really shocked at how she do it, that Mason life and, and being an Eastern star and help, you know, in the church and her faith um, that she instilled in me. All that stuff, uh, you never know. It just, it was nice. It wasn't, project life. It wasn't rich life, but it wasn't project life. So I was exposed, being able to be exposed to certain things with a different opportunity, but I just didn't have the money to pursue it on that thing. That's the first one. But the other reason is because I didn't like the pretentiousness. It wasn't real. I don't like the whole nose in the air. I can't stand that. that I can't. I can't because when you do when you're living like that, to me, you're hiding something. Now I don't know everything. I'm like you. I don't know everything. So, but I just can't stand that type of attitude and energy. So I gravitated toward this because um, there's a couple of things. I've been around high level musicians my whole life, um, and I know what it takes to get there. And let's be, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I'm just not willing to put that kind of time in. <laughs> so R&B was a little easier for me because you can manipulate, um, you can manipulate. I did know I did have piano lessons and all that stuff. So you can manipulate for the lack of dexterity, you can manipulate rhythm, you can manipulate sound, you can manipulate placement. And that was fascinating to me. So a lot of these, and I learned through hip hop cats, and a lot of hip hop cats, bro, the ability, the, the, the talent that I that I uh, celebrate from them is to be, their ability to hear a whole song and pick out the one thing through that whole song and make it something else. That's amazing. That's the loop. That's the, that eight That's seconds. That's the loop. <laughs> and, and you groove to that damn loop. And you're just like, yo, how the hell did you zero in on that? And so that's the talent. That's the talent. In the that's talent. a that's a gift. That's a gift, man. So I learned from those guys when I started producing on my own. And I'm gonna tell you, I had to put in the work. It took me about ten years to put down to be able to take what I heard in my head and put it in my hands. Because every time I tried to do it before, I hear it and it came out different. You know what I mean? So there is work that has to be put in. So that was a transition. And the first song that I heard, and Shavar, you're going to love me for this. The first song that I heard that made me want to do R&B was Jamaican Funk. Say it again. Say it again. Jamaican Funk. 
Okay. And He's that dope. was Tom Brown. That's and the dope. singer, the singer everybody thought it's was dope. Chaka Khan, who wasn't. Her name was Tony Smith from the Bronx. Okay. And guess what? This nice. is this is this is how life is. Full circle. She wound up being in a band with me before she passed away because she recently passed away. Oh wow. Yeah. She wound up being in a band with me. The whole reason I started singing R and B is because of her voice and what I heard in that song. And guess what? She respected me. We were great friends. And she she respected me and my songwriting ability. That's how I for me, I made it. When when the people that you that motivate you to do something, you wind up working with. And they tell you that you're talented. That's it. I won. I won. I don't have the money. I don't have the fame, but I won. And that's how you, that's how I do it. I think that's the important part. You know, money and fame is great. You know, it, it gives you uh, different things in life. But the the uh, admiration of your peers or people who you look up to or admire who say to you, though, you're dope, dope. And, I, and you should be there. You know, we're not sure why you're not there, but you should be there. Getting that those uh, accolades from people or even like you say, you know, prior to her passing her, you know, joining in on a band. It's dope, man. Like, you know, hearing those stories, you know, and. And I, I do want to segue into. I want you to share share some band stories that you know, touring stories. You know, what was the most fun you had in uh, band? You know, if, if you if, yeah, or, or what, what do you prefer, solo work or band work? Band. Okay. Um. Why so? Because um, music is energy. Got it. And when that energy is between a band. And everybody's feeling it, then it, it it circulates throughout those people. And then when you're on stage, it goes out and comes back. Nice. So, so let's talk about what any of your shows. Like, what was the most what what describe a show that you say you no? Know, they 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 love. I'm I'm pretty sure most of your shows, or if not all of your shows, they love you. But when was the one show where you were like, wow, this is where I know I'm doing the right thing. Um. Luther Vandross background singer, Cindy Mizell, came to one of our shows. Because we were a cover band. I, I was in a band called Funk That. Mm-hmm. And um, my drummer, he became my best friend. I, 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 he was like an uncle, big brother to me. And I love all the guys. We still talk and all that stuff. Um, he passed away, unfortunately. His name is Brent Williams. Love that dude. You know, um, so we were doing a show in Jersey at this place called, um, what was the name of this place? Was it Blend? No, it wasn't Blend. It was uh, it's a restaurant somewhere in, um, I can't even think of the name, 54 is 54. But anyway, um, there's a restaurant. She came on the invite of our guitar player, who's, his name is Gemini. And Gemini um, used to play with Wilson Pickett back in the day. Mm-hmm. So um, she was sitting there, very attractive woman. And we doing our thing. And I got off stage and I was introduced to her. And I didn't really kind of know who she was. I really don't. I mean, I knew, I heard the name, but I never knew her, you know, the name of the face never connected. And she said to me, she she said to me, you make me want to sing. That's dope. I see the love that you have. And then one other time was, um, the guy that 
co-wrote uh, "Lovely Day" with Bill Withers and uh, Leroy Burgess. Uh, Leroy, what's his name? Whatever name. His Great name song. is Bill Salter. Great song, Bill by Salter. the way. Yes, Bill Salter came to a show, and he pulled me to the side and said the same thing. And he worked, and I work with him kind of regularly when I, when you know, when he has things and projects. I'm like his first call. So those are the those are the most notable and uh, enjoyable times because, you know, other times it's not, it's not even about people love me. Other times it has to do with the music and right. where the band, where we did something to a song and it was so dope and we didn't record it. <laughs> that happens. You know, you know, so that, that, that's, those are the times that because of, that's that shared energy that I tell you that I love. I do it because I love it. I don't do it for the love of people. I do it because I love it. And when I what 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 gets me is when we do it so well that people appreciate it. That's dope. That's dope. So we also I also want to hear, and it's up to you, if any struggles or people who want to become a musician or like what 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 are some of the struggles that you faced. And then you had the first. It's, it's never the struggle never ends. Got it. It's, it's a curse, and I'm tell you, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody does it to get paid, to get recognized. That's right. what most people do it for. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're always searching for that one. Like takes you that you get you recognized and and done. So that's the curse part of it, right? And it's a struggle no matter what. Um, I'm a different kind of guy because I've always had a job, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reality. And you know, right now, as if you black in America, you're struggling. It don't even matter, right? It don't even matter. I'm I'm blessed right now to have the job I have doing what I do. But the right. reality of it is, man, is you struggle. Right, right. It's consistent, and it'll never, it'll never stop. As long as you're trying to be positive and move forward and do something uh, positive, it's always there. But what my, what gets me through all of that stuff is straight up. If you come to my studio and you're, I'm going to give you honesty. Right. Everybody ain't good. You suck. I've had people come to my studio like, I just want you to record me. Oh, nice. And I'm like. And I hear them and I'm like, you know what? I can't take your money. Why not? Because it's not, it's not up to, it's not up to par. And I don't right. feel, if I had to associate myself with doing something like that, it has to be at a certain level. Right. Not that you suck, which they probably did. <laughs> but to say politically correct, you're just not at a certain level that I deal with. Right. I had it said to me by a sax player that I work with. He's like, yeah, it's just not at my level. And I understood. It's just not. That's just it. And I'm like, I can't take your money. Keep it moving. You know what I mean? Because that's the, that's the reality of it. And it's, it's, it's an honesty because for me, it's about the music. It's not about me. It's not about me being heard. It's not about, it's, I love to be heard, but you will get hurt if you make it what it's supposed to be. If you make it top notch and you do everything you can to make it what you know it to be at the top level, right? it'll be heard. Right. That's just what it is. You know? 
So definitely, you know, having people put their best foot forward and also understand, like you said earlier, you alluded to earlier, that everyone's going to be a singer. Like some, we might need managers. We might, we might need someone who could just, you know, tune the, tune the instruments. Like those are jobs. <laughs> those are actual jobs. And if you, you know, get with the right people, those are high paying jobs. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and then, and, 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 People, if you still want to be a part of a particular, uh, uh, whether it's sports or music or movies, like 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 Dana said, there's other avenues to continue to be part of it. I want to say we're gonna up something else, you know, basketball. You know, I, I had a big love for basketball growing up. I stopped yeah. growing; I wasn't that tall, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you from playing basketball, also, man. Like you know, I in. Someone we knew, Gil. Remember Gil? He's talking about you and how, yeah. how he looked up to you as a basketball player, what have you. And talk about that stuff, you know, like, how did you... I don't want to pit them two... I don't want to pit music and basketball against each other. Right. I know they're, they're right. both two of your loves. Right. But how did you balance those two? Um. Well, a lot of people didn't know I was a musician, so it didn't like, matter. I, I know that, <laughs> so I was one of them. <laughs> so it didn't matter. I was just doing what I did over there because everybody has multiple sides and multiple Absolutely. facets to their lives. So the reality of it is, is that um, a lot of people that I play ball with that know that I was a decent ball player um, didn't know the other parts of my life. They just know me from the court. Right. So, right. you know, cause I was going to West fourth for like, since I was 16 years old. Right. And a lot of them cats didn't know that I was a singer. And then one day, my man Rich from Brooklyn, Rich Nice, that's my boy, um, cool dude. So it happened to come because I used to sing at the Groove on West Third, right, yeah, right on the yeah, corner. Yeah. And he happened to come in and, and one night, and I was doing, I was singing, working, and then I left. And the next time I saw him on the corner, he's like, he told everybody, "Did y'all know this mother could sing?" Like so, <laughs> you know, it was it's, it was just one of those things where, just like, um recording music and stuff like that all the time of being in the studios, you know, I had a job, you know what I mean? Cause music wasn't paying the bills for right. a while. Right. For a while they paid the bills for 20 years and then I, you know, but before that it wasn't. And then now, now it's not. So right. I always had a job. Right. Like, so I just believe like we live, I'm, I'm a real, I'm a realist, man. Right. The glass is both half empty and half full. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, you know, you you gotta choose one. No, you don't because it is both. It right. is actually both. Like right. it is really half empty and really half full. So Shavar is really a nice guy, but he's also a dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a. You know what? He he was he was a really good looking dude, but he's also a husband. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. He's a videographer and doing his, right. these things, but right. he's also, you know, he also works over here doing this as a teacher. Right, 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 right. right. So it's not about like I sometimes I get I get kind of I get kind of upset because everybody trivializes so many things. Right. It's just it's what it is. It's it's both. There is no. I love it. I figure out how to get it done. They always say you make time for what you want to do. So if I love it, I figure out how to implement that so I can do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now with the basketball, 
that you got to set re- realistic expectations. Uh-huh. I, at one point, I was good, really good, and they was looking at me. One of my friends over here from Newark was going to try and get me a trial for the Knicks. I was playing against pros, you know. Smush Parker played with us every day. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I was really good. But now here's the limitation. Was I going to get that opportunity to go to the next level? I had to look at it realistically. No, I wasn't in the right place, meeting the right people. Doing There's been many times at West Wharf that people got picked up because they were doing commercials. A couple of my friends that I knew for years got commercials from being down the West Fourth at the right time, and they were what they were looking for. That never, that never happened to me. You know, it, that wasn't my path, and I had to accept that. Okay. And that's the, that's the reality. Like, everybody says, there's no such thing as destiny. You make your destiny. That's bull crap. Because if everybody had a chance to be rich and not have to worry about anything, who wouldn't take that chance? Absolutely. This is true. This is true. You're just not meant to be Everybody's not meant to be doing that. Right. That's at the end of the day. See, your path is your path. And the quicker you accept, I'm not saying be defeated. I'm saying accept that that's not the the, the trajectory of where you're right. going. Pretty much, you know, like a move on, you know, you right, you, right. you you peaked. It doesn't say you failed. You right. got to you got as far as you could, but how do you get how do you navigate to the next thing? Like don't don't right. get stuck right you know doing this. I understand. I like the analogy that like when you said about the the water, the glass of water, and like and sometimes in life, both things can be true, right? Because you can have a glass of water that, that was once full and you right. drunk half of it, what happens? It's half empty, right? right. And now you get a glass that was empty, empty. And you and fill it halfway. Now you just have full. So both can be true. Exactly. <laughs> both absolutely can and, definitely be true. And, and, I'm glad and, you and, said this. And that's a that's a that's a realistic uh, approach to everything. You know, um, that's how I approach everything. You know, it's it. Let's be real about it. And that, that, I, I am. I always tell like that was part of my rap. Sometimes when you're talking to women, they're like, I'm the realest cat, I'm the realest cat you're ever going to meet. And I, yeah, I hear that. I, say, I know you hear it all the time, but just watch. Absolutely. Because I got it. I'm real with me. I'm real with my shortcomings. If I can be real with my shortcomings, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. I keep it moving, you know? And that's, that's, that's been, that's been my MO my whole life. I, I'm about the truth. I'm not about nothing but the truth. Whether I, if I'm not telling it and I'm not living it, <clears throat> then I'm, then I'm, you know, mm-hmm. if I don't accept that and I don't tell you I'm not living it, then I'm a fraud. But if I'm saying to you, this is my reality, this is what I'm living right now. Right. It's the absolute truth. And you, you, you get into that, into my world and you see that that's how I'm living. That's it. Right. And I just people want to say keep it real, but they ain't nobody really keeping it real. Like it's very few people. It's very few people that keep it real. This is true, and it's hard yeah. to keep it real. You know, you want to your the reality is. Everyone's reality is different. You know, your the reality on the surface is what people see, but your inner reality right. is who you really are. Right. And sometimes we, we're afraid to show that reality to be and we become so we don't become vulnerable. So we don't become picked on or like, right. dude, let it go. Let it go, right? <laughs> Let it go, man. Just be who you are. Be who you are. You be you, man. That's my that's, that's my motto. Be you, man. Right. I tell people I don't, how to be. 
I have a friend that's a, a band member now. Dope, dope artist, dope artist. Um, Cherise Blackman, dope. We work with a lead singer of the band because we figured we needed a girl. Right, right. Um, so she called me the other day and asked me about an idea. Right. And she was like, How, you know, I'm different. How should I do it? I said, just do it. Yeah, yes. Just yes. do it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> whatever that idea is, whatever you have in your head, if you have the means to get it out, then get it out. Absolutely. Let, let, it, let it be. Quincy Jones said it the best on the end of Michael Jackson's CD that I have. He said, and arguably, let's, let me preface it by saying Quincy Jones is arguably one of the greatest producers in the world, mm-hmm. right? To ever live. And he's got a megaton of hits. So he makes a lot of hits. But Quincy Jones said right away, as long as you're depending on the public to elevate whatever you put out, you don't know what a hit is. Yeah. Nobody. So just finish it and make it the best that it could be that you know that you can make it. Absolutely. And if you need to take it to the next level and, and you're not capable of doing it, find a person that could get it to the next level. Right, and then right, right. put it out there and see what happens. That's, that's yeah, yeah, now I, I agree with that. I think that's that's amazing to tell people like the only way to know is to do. <laughs> the only way like you know we, we shouldn't be afraid of failure you learn from failure please people right. you learn from failure the only yeah. way to learn is to I, I i this didn't go the way that i wanted it to go i have a better idea to do it differently no that's the only way you can win and and you got to look for you got winning is not always that big win right winning is Small victories. I tell people all the time, take the small victories, man. Take the small victories. (laughs) You know, you know, I'm a spiritual cat, man. So I believe in God, period. I always have. I pray every day. I thank God every day. Right. Well, if you really sit down and I and I challenge everyone that's listening, I challenge you, sit down and take real inventory. If you want to write it down, if you want to do it in your head, do whatever. But look at where you came from right and look at where you are and mm-hmm. I guarantee you there's progress mm-hmm. and if you're not accepting and thankful for that progress then eventually you're going to go back down to where you started I like to take inventory people if you're listening please look at what you've done and and like I said I, you know I haven't said this I said this in other podcasts I have and when when and if, when, when supervisors people were, I actually talk to them about you've done all of this you you might not have realized it because you're so hard on yourself like you're your hardest critic always remember remind yourself you are your hardest critic no one can critique you as hard as you do like no one can tell me that I'm late to work I already know I'm late to work right right, right, right. <laughs> you know I don't need you to remind me <laughs> you know I gotta you know and I have but the other part is you have to be able to accept those consequences that come with those things that if you don't right. fix those things right so you have to fix those things you know take right. the inventory look at yourself what do I need to do better you know what do I need to do more of and take the small victories if you got to work on time three days out of the week you did it right 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 <laughs> you did it right. you made you made lunch you ate a salad this week guess what you did it right 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 <laughs> like for like and be thankful like be really thankful because that's like um that that's when you understand that's when you begin to get a better understanding of life period right I always wanted a leather jacket I love right. leather jackets right 
when I was young. Right. Couldn't afford it. Didn't know if I ever get it. Guess how many leather jackets I got? Six. Six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So it can happen. Right, right. It Definitely. can. It can. Especially if you remain pure in right. heart. And that's the key. Right. It gotta be pure. It's right. gotta be and it's hard to to to, to really uh put into words what that means, pure. Right. Pure heart. Right. Because pure of heart, like, I've never been a narcissistic type of person that, oh, look at me. Da, da, da. That's not me. That's not who I've been. And everything I do, for example, when you said, Dane, I want you to do the podcast. I've been doing this for a long, long time. But guess what? You my man. Right, I would right. never even think about talking to you about, well, I need to do this waiver. No, you're my dog. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like, I ain't even talk to you. Like, we don't, we don't even talk like we used to. We used to yeah, talk yeah, all the time yeah, and yeah, hang yeah. out. But, but that will change. Me, that will change. <laughs> you call me whatever, bro. Right, right. My man right now from England. When I went to England uh, and I did some music, some work with these cats, they became like my brothers. Right, dudes, the coolest shit. He just called me. I would give you some money. You ain't never got to give me no money. Right. Because the hospitality and the love you showed me when I went over there. Right. It ain't never going to change. Not, right. That was like 10, 15 years ago. Never going to change. I will. You make that call. And that's the thing that we have to start doing. That's the thing. We got to recognize the, the real and the love. Right. And we got to start giving it back. Sometimes right. it ain't about what you can get out of it. What you get out of it is letting them know that you love them as much as they show the love to you. Absolutely. That's what you get out of it. Absolutely. That's what you get out of it. When people come to my studio, if I know something that they don't know, I listen, let me give you this knowledge. Let me show you. Let me let me tell you this. And you can use it for whatever you want to use it for. But mm-hmm. that's what I do. You don't come to you don't come in, in front of me and I know that I can help you or I could be a benefit to you with certain things I say or something I may be able to do for you. You know, I don't allow you to come through and not pay it forward because right. that's what we're supposed to do. The blessings that I receive is the blessings I should be giving if right. I can give it and I have an opportunity to. Right. And that's the pure heart. Right. That's the recognizing what it is. Right. It will never be a time that Shafar, if I'm on, if I'm crippled on my deathbed and I got an opportunity to do something for you and you call me and say, yo, man, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of crippled, but I got you. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be, bro. Right. And when we start adapting that attitude and, and that level of commitment and understanding and pureness of heart and soul and giving spirit. Right. Then, then things change. Right. All right. Uh, so, um, this was, we want to move us forward so we can do these yeah. uh, questions. So I do this question bowl with our guests, with my okay. guests rather, and, and and it's pretty much me interviewing rather asking you a question. There's three questions you're gonna answer. Okay. You have an opportunity to pass on one, right? But you have to answer the following questions. Okay. Whatever question you you answer, I'll answer also. Out of fairness, I can't just have you jump out the window and answer a question without, you know, me sharing. This is about the, the audience getting to know you even more and, and, or, or, and us getting to know each other more. So right. I'm a, I'm, I have my hand in this bowl. Right. And I'm going to pull out a question. And again, you can pass. Okay. 
And let's see what it says. Oh, God. It says, what is, and you can pass, what is the worst hairstyle you ever had? You want to pass or <laughs> you want to pass or you want to uh, 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 answer this question? Um, <laughs> well, I used to keep a high top fade back in the day. Okay. And then I was cutting my own hair. Okay. And the learning process, I nicked myself in the middle. Right down wow. the middle, bro. But I wore it. I had a hat on for a long time. <laughs> wow. I think the worst hairstyle, I had tons of hair. I, I did a lot in my teenage years with my, my hair. I had, remember the shags in the back of the oh, hair? Oh, yes, brother. Yo, I oh, had yes. a shag, yo. I know, I know the youth, they're doing it again now. I'm like, that's the dumbest hair. I'm sorry, youth, who are doing it now. That's dumb. Black mullet. <laughs> it's a it's a black mullet. <laughs> it's a black mullet. This is the dumbest hairstyle. I, I I had that hairstyle. So yes, that was the worst hairstyle <laughs> ever ever. So yes, you will never find pictures of those. So don't look. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, the next one is okay. Uh, so if you had a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. Teleportation or flight? Teleportation. Why so? Um, because with flight, um, you can only you know you can go in you know you go and look from outside. Teleportation, I could be anywhere. I could be within that confines, or I could be outside that confines. I you know it's just it's a it's an access thing. Teleportation gives you more access than flight. Got it. So and I like access. <clears throat> teleportation is, uh, or flight for me. Oh man, that's a they're almost the same for me. But if I had to choose, probably teleportation also. Cause like flat, you see me leave. Teleportation, you turn your back and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope too. I didn't think about that. But... <laughs> you know, you, like, I can just you just blink and I'm gone. Like you know, right. flight. You know, you got oh, he's up there. It's flying right. over there. You know my location. Like I can just teleport anywhere and just be at peace and be alone or right. be with other people. Like I could be, I could be in two parties or two places at the same time. Well, almost at the same time. Like right. hey, friends, I'm going to the bathroom and poof, and I'm at the other party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all I'm here. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. All right, last question out of this bowl of questions. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's get you a good one. Again, like I said, you can pass if you want. Oh, wow. Okay. And you might have answered this earlier, but if you want, you can elaborate on this. What do you consider to be your greatest strength and your greatest weakness? Um, My greatest strength? Is my ability to get my idea across. Got it. And have somebody digest that. Okay. You know, um, I was told even when I was dealing with uh, when I used to work at the program, the, the supervisor of the program told me you have a great ability to teach. Right. So my ability to do that. Now my greatest weakness is procrastination. Yeah, I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon of team procrastination. I'm gonna start with my weakness. Uh, yes, that is my my um, greatest weakness. I didn't even think of that until you said it, and I 
have an issue with procrastinating. Like even with doing this podcast, like I actually recorded like like I think six or seven episodes back in August. Like wow. I just had them sitting on my laptop, just sitting there. Right. <laughs> and then one day I was like, hmm, I should edit these things. And then I just edit them and, and get started and I put them on a queue. So they're they're gonna be released. And then some of them are, three of them have already been released. By the time this will be out, I think about eight of them might be released by then. So procrastination. My greatest strength is um, bringing people together, man. Making having people believe in themselves and supporting. Right. I want people. It's because I, I always talk about we always we always talk about what we want for like for others or want for ourselves. And if you want for yourself to be treated right, then you treat others right. So that's what I do. I'm like, yo, I want to, you know, I want to know that the person that I, that I come in contact with, you know, has my back when I leave because they know that they can trust me. Right. So, you know, or or like you said, like you, 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 you might be incapacitated, but you still there for me because of, because of our, because of our, our, our brotherhood. Right. No, that's, that's my greatest strength. Well, you know, that's a good strength to have, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, the name of the show is called We Have to Talk. The initial name of the show was going to be uh, Let the World Know. And I sat down with, with a young person and they helped me come up with the name of the show, which is We Have to Talk. So, But the, our, our catchphrase is Let the World Know. And this is what I ask every guest. Um, what do you want to let the world know? It could be anything. It could be advice. It could be uh, uh, uh a story about dating, whatever you want this, whatever you want to let the world know. What would you like to let the world know? Um, everything is a matter of perspective, and you have to be willing to change your perspective in order to navigate through everything that's going to come at you. We living in a time where everything is really upside down. Um, my grandmother used to say it before she passed away, we live in the last days. It wasn't true then, in my opinion, from a religious standpoint, but it is very, 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 very true now. And all the things that I read about right being wrong, wrong being right, uh, you know, just the work not being put in, but if you got a loud enough voice, it seems like you're doing things. So, Try to just view things from different perspectives so that you can navigate properly and make the right decisions. And these are for positive people. Right? You know, the negative people are going to do other things. But for people that are really positive and really trying to make a difference and change their lives, just remember your perspective is not the only perspective. And if you can consistently acknowledge another perspective whether you agree or not doesn't matter but it'll help you make a different decision rather than the perspective of your own for your own needs and you're going to make a decision that may or may not be the best decision that's what I want to worry about no, that's, that's that's pretty dope. So what I, I want you to do right now, um, because I want your music to to reach the masses, you know, and it already has, but even I want it to even grow even further. Share your contact, man. How do how do the people get to you? Uh, where, where can we find the music? You know, how can we find the studio? Uh, what, like share your information. All right. Well, just Dana Bird. You can hit me, the Bird Music. D A B Y R D 
M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com or baldheads and dreads with an N, not an and, baldheads and dreads at gmail.com. We're also on IG at, uh, at underscore B-H-N-D-S on IG. And then you can hit me on my personal IG is at Bird's Nest Studio on IG. Um, I'm on Facebook, Dana Bird, of course. And then um, I'm really focused on ball heads and dress because we're creative and the, the concept is great. And uh, it is definitely the song She Wanna is out on all streaming platforms at this very moment. Um, and we're, you know, we out here. We're doing what we do. Uh, you can reach out to my nephew, Ivan X, who's also on, and that's I-V-O-N-X. Um, he's on uh, Instagram and all of the social media platforms as well. We have a Twitter account, Ballheads and Dreads. Um, and you can also listen to two of the joints that we have, ballheadsanddreads.bandcamp.com. And that's two five-song EPs. Uh, and then the one is called Social Commentary and one is called Love Wave. And I will just give you a, a preface that Social Commentary was us finding our sound. Love Wave is ball heads and dreads sound. All right. Um, and hopefully, you know, you enjoy enjoy what we're putting down and reach out, you know, and we make it happen. That's dope, man. Um, and, and I love the music, and I always said that. Uh, and I love you as an individual. But if, as far as me, you guys know me on the Instagram, just J-U-S-T underscore Shavar, C-H-E-V-A-R. And if you go on a Twitter, it's Sh- at Shavar. That's who I am. Um, Dana was a dope guest, man. You know, Dana, you know, gave some uh, insight on, 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 on himself, told some stories I didn't even know about. You know, the fact that he he was in, he went to Juilliard, uh, shared some some really good advice, you know, looking at things, both things being true. The glass can be half empty and, and, and half full. You know, seeing both sides of the coin, you know, uh, uh stretching yourself, you know, pushing yourself to, to the next level, looking at, you know, what if I can't make, I still want to be a part of this, this part of uh, uh, this art or this uh, uh, story in my life, but I, I can't make it here, but how else am I going to, what part of my, what part of the chapter is going to change for me? Am I going to be the, the, the roadie? Am I going to be the manager? Am I going to be the, 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 the musician, the, the writer, the producer, you know, who, what, what does that look like for me? So thank you guys for everyone who, who listened. See you guys next time. Cool.